When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Nelson Griswold. He is the author of Breaking Through the Status Quo, How Innovative Companies Are Changing the Benefits Game to Help Their Employees and Boost Their Bottom Line. It's great to have you with us, Nelson. It's great to be here, Taryn. Thanks. So, Nelson, congratulations. This is your second book on the same topic, healthcare and benefits associated with it. Is this based on personal experience? The Work I do is with employee benefit advisors who help companies buy the health care for their employees. So both the first book, Do or Die, and Breaking Through the Status Quo are drawn from the lessons we've learned consulting with and advising these uh, benefit consultants to help them do a better job for their employer clients. And that said, what is the status quo? What are we breaking through? The challenge today in America is that we have the best healthcare system and some of the worst outcomes uh, in the world. Mm. Uh, That's primarily due to the fact that we have hospitals and doctors that are extremely good, and we have hospitals and doctors that are not nearly as good. And yet nobody knows who they are. There's no information available to the patient, to consumers, to make an educated choice. In the same way, there are hospitals that are three and four times the cost of other hospitals. And yet what we find is usually the most expensive hospital is not the best hospital. The best hospital doesn't charge nearly as much. Challenge for consumers, for employees looking for health care, is they don't know because no one tells them this information, even though it's available. Why isn't it published information? Why can't we gain access to who's the best and who's the most expensive and likewise? It's a great question. Uh, The hospitals and the doctors have no interest in that information getting out. Nobody wants to be viewed as worse than. Everybody wants to be on U.S. News and World Report's top hospital list, but nobody wants to be at the bottom. So that information is very carefully uh, uh, secured. You would think that the insurance companies would get that information out there, but they have their own reasons for not putting it out there. Who's rating the system, this information, with the top and bottom? There are a number of uh, companies out there, sort of like standards, Standard & Poor's, uh-huh. who are aggregating this data and making it available. It's very fragmented. There's not simply one source that you can go to. If, you, if there were, they might be on on Google, that you could go find them. I know of 22 Mm. different resources that give quality and cost data in healthcare. The problem is they're subscription-based, they're not free, and you have to be either a healthcare system or a medical utilization management company 
to know to go get them and to be able to use them. Right. So that said, Nelson, is the target audience for this book the HR department, the companies, the C-suite, or the employee, or both? It's really the C-suite. Okay. Because that's where oversight isn't happening. Hmm. Uh, There's something called healthcare's big lie. It's what I call it. Uh, Employers, CEOs, and CFOs have been told for years by insurance companies and by the insurance brokers, you have no control over the cost of healthcare. Hmm. So they're telling the CEO and the CFO, don't waste your time trying. There's nothing you can do about it. We'll do the best we can, but there's really nothing that can be done. Healthcare costs will go up every year. So will your insurance premium. So prepare for that. Right. But there's nothing you can do about it. So any CEO or CFO hearing that enough times, loudly enough, finally says, well, healthcare is an operational expense. I'll stick it in SG&A. I'll yeah. forget about it. And I'll give operational control to a line manager in HR. Right. The problem is healthcare has become the second or third largest P&L line item for every company in America. And the, the, here's the real tragedy. The cost of healthcare has gone up every year since 1960. Mm-hmm. Premiums have gone up in aggregate every year since 1960. The cost of healthcare drives up the cost of insurance. Here's the problem with that. For employees, their wages are stagnant. Since 1999, employee wages have risen about 17% adjusted for inflation. In the same time period, insurance premiums that those employers are paying for those employees gone up almost 300%. Wow. What that means is you're getting this massive wealth transfer from working Americans who aren't getting their raises to wealthy insurance companies. And the reason for this is the employers have abdicated their responsibility because they've been told Mm -hmm. you don't have any control. Right. But I said it was healthcare's big lie. And it is a lie. And employers, CEOs and CFOs can control the cost of healthcare if they have the right tools and the right uh, guidance, just just like they don't, they don't, a CEO, CFO doesn't manage the cost of any of the goods in their company. They have a purchasing agent or supply chain manager. They need to get a supply chain manager for healthcare, which right. are the employee benefit advisors that I work with. So it sounds like the C-suite, they're not treating healthcare as another part of their business, as important. It's kind of, a, it's relegated to the side and they've accepted, I really don't have any control over this, so it is what it is, I'll take what they give me. But that's where this book that's comes ex- into play. You, you, you absolutely nailed it. They apply supply chain management, that managing the cost of goods, mm-hmm in every other unit in their in their company, every other business unit, just not in healthcare. Right. And it's because they've been given the big lie, but they've they need to and they can start exercising that control. And here's why. We're seeing twenty to thirty percent or more, actually twenty to up to sixty percent of the cost of healthcare coming back to the employer's bottom line as EBITDA or free cash flow for the company, Mm. 20 to 60%. Wow. So I'm curious, you talk about this big lie. So it's the healthcare providers, these companies offering benefits to the C-suite. They're the ones lying or misrepresenting the situation. So my question is, wouldn't you say it's whoever the C-suite is hiring, the HR department, hey, take care of our benefits. Are they just not shopping around? Or are you saying that everybody they're shopping with is giving them the same spiel? 
and they're, and they're being lied to by everybody, or are they just not doing their due diligence and shopping around enough, if that makes sense? Every health insurance company and every just about every broker, insurance broker out there, will tell the HR director or the benefits manager, owner of the company, if the president or the CEO or CFO happens to ask, they'll get the same answer. You can't control the cost of health care. Mm. So it's a, it's a consistent message that employers are getting. So they've responded to that. They've accepted it. By what they're now what they're doing, the shopping they're doing is between Aetna or Cigna or uh-huh. United Healthcare or Blue Cross or Humana, as opposed to saying, could we do this ourselves? And really that's the opportunity. It's uh, employers who are putting 20 to 60% of their second or third highest expense back on their bottom line. Right. They're doing it by managing the health care their employees are buying themselves instead of delegating that to one of the big insurance companies. So is that what you advocate? Yes. Okay. Because that's the biggest mistake companies are making. It, they're, they're, either, they're either delegating the the management of their health care plan to one of these insurance companies, mm-hmm. who, by the way, the insurance company has totally misaligned incentives. Right. The employer wants to see health care costs go down. Mm-hmm. The insurance company makes more money when health care costs go up. Right. So does the insurance broker. Right. Brokers are paid a commission on the premium. It's a percentage of the premium the employer pays. If they bring a 10% increase to the rates for the employer for next year for their health care. Sure. Broker gets a 10% raise. It's like a car salesman. I mean, exactly. you're upselling. It's like selling It's like selling a more expensive car. The problem is when you buy a more expensive car, you do get a more expensive car, a better car. Right. When you pay more for your health care, you're getting the same health care. Right. It's just costing more. The problem is the broker makes more money and the insurance company makes more money while the employer is paying more money. That misaligned uh, that misalignment has to end so that the employer is controlling the cost of health care themselves, not leaving it up to an insurance company that has no incentive to control the cost of health care. C-Suite Radio. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What are some of these other misaligned incentives that you talk about? Well, if you look at, and we understand this, the hospitals and the doctors want to charge more because they make more. Right. You get that. That's, that's, that is... That's the free market where someone 
a, a, the consumer needs to say, well, you may charge more, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hospital Executive, but I'm going to go to this other hospital and get it at a lower price. Problem is no one knows what the prices are. Right. So there's a lack of transparency. The other, the other misalignment, the big misalignment comes when the employer has one incentive, one motivation, and his strategic partners in this, the other stakeholders, all of them have perverse incentives related to the employer. Employer wants to see costs go down. Everyone else wants to see healthcare costs go up. Right. The only ally that an employer, a CEO or CFO can have in this is what we call a next generation benefits advisor mm -hmm. who has said, uh, let's control the cost of healthcare. Let's lower it. These next gen advisors don't charge commission. They don't take commission. They charge a fee. Fee doesn't go up if the cost of healthcare goes up. In fact, they uh, are putting their fees at risk. So they're guaranteeing a reduction in the cost of healthcare or I don't get paid. So that was my main question. What, what is the recommendation here? It's these next-gen benefit advisors? That well, there's this network of next-gen benefit advisors who understand that the system is broken, that incentives in the status quo model are misaligned. So they are changing the way employers are buying health care. Mm -hmm. Let's buy it directly. Let's not go through an insurance company. And then let's manage the cost of the health care our employees are buying. Let's manage the healthcare our employees are buying. Here's what's crazy, Taryn. What you find is the most expensive hospital is also the lowest quality hospital mm. in almost every instance. And the entire hospital might not be low quality. It's they don't do a very good job replacing knees. Mm. They don't do it a lot. Right. So they're not very good at it. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, a um, uh, a cardiac, open heart surgery, here in New York uh, at Mount Sinai is $64,000. That's what Mount Sinai charges to use their nurses in their operating room, $64,000. Okay. They happen to be a higher rated facility for heart than New York University Langone. Interesting. By how much do you happen to know? Uh, it, it, they, they are at the highest level of quality. Uh, NYU Langone is a step down. Okay. So they're not bad, but they are Next not as tier, high right. quality as as uh, Mount Sinai. But here's what's crazy. Mount Sinai charges 64,000 for less quality. NYU Langone is 212,000. So you're saying these next gen advisors are the ones relating that message? That's they, the difference? They have access to that data. More importantly, they put a health plan together that gives the employee that information That's so they can make a smart decision. That's great. Because I feel that most people are relegated to Google, and that's just an abyss of... <laughs> well, and you're not going to find a lot of this on Google. Some right. of it you can, right. but most of it you can't. You can't. It's available, but it's available like on a subscription basis to medical utilization managers or healthcare systems. Okay. So tell us more a little bit about this next-gen you know, unit of advisors. How long have they been in existence? Is it just that the C-suite isn't aware? I mean, sort of where's the disconnect here in terms of why you're writing this book? Well, there's a revolution going on. We call it the benefits revolution. And that revolution is that these advisors, these next-gen benefits advisors, are saying no more, enough's enough with the status quo. We don't have to bring our clients health plans that continue to go up in price every year while the employees are getting stuck with more and more of that cost right. and not know what the quality of the care they're getting is. So these next-gen advisors 
are changing the way employers are buying healthcare and the way the employees are utilizing healthcare so that the quality is higher, the medical outcomes for the employees are better, and for the employer, 20 to 60% reduction in what is their second or third largest spend. So you just go, you have to go and find these alternative advisors. These advisors are, they're, they're not a lot of them around the country. There may be a hundred oh, around wow. the country out of many. maybe 15,000 right. uh, agents, brokers in, in the employee benefits space. But these advisors are growing in number and they're growing in influence because they're taking business away from these status quo brokers sure. who were doing it the old-fashioned way and delivering an annual increase in cost instead of a massive right. reduction. It seems like a no-brainer to me, and it's such a hot topic, Nelson. Finally, I'm curious, how many books like this exist on the market? When you set out to write this, it's a very important topic. Are there other books that, that, de that deal with this? There are some other books out there that are primarily written around the the healthcare aspect. What's wrong with healthcare? Right. Where are the abuses in pricing? Where are the abuses in quality? And they're helpful. But Breaking Through the Status Quo is one of only two I know of written for the executive in the C-suite to help them make a better decision on how they are buying and managing this huge investment they're making every right. year. I mean, it seems invaluable. I mean, that's good to hear that there's not that many books because this is these are nuggets of information that ever, they're not aware that they don't know about it. You know, someone needs to inform them, which is what you're trying to do here. So it's terrific. Like I said, it's a really hot topic. We could go on forever <laughs> talking about this, but we're out of time. I want to thank you because it, it, it's so topical, like I said. And, um, you know, p people are ignorant. They just don't know that, the, that there's more information out there. So will there be a third book? Is this a continuing series? There's a third book coming out called Next Generation Healthcare. Great. And it will continue the uh, discussion. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here. Um, and congratulations. We look forward to the next one. Thanks, Taryn. Pleasure. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.